stick to cover that peg mark hi mark craig i'm sorry this is joe oberly we are welcome to all you folks out there to the vikings territory breakdown podcast uh breaking down is exactly what i'm doing after yesterday i'm here with mark craig from the star tribune startribune.com and uh we have to jump on today and do our broad our our podcast because there's a game coming up quickly and we want to get rid of that other one, hoping the uh, Vikings will do too. Mark, what did you think of that debacle with Dallas yesterday at the vault? Yeah, you know, it's the second worst uh, home loss that they've ever had. Was, oh my God. Uh, the worst one was in 1963 when uh, Norm Van Brocklin was the head coach. So, yeah, it's uh, – and but they also, you know, they started pulling, pulling starters in the fourth quarter. And so – but my initial thoughts were that this isn't one where you could say, you know, play here, play there. They got physically they, – they were not in the same class physically and emotionally as the Cowboys were. And, I, you know, I, I, even though I picked the Vikings to win, and I, I remember saying, you know, I don't know if you'd want the Cowboys coming in here off of a loss at Green yep. Bay because they, they were definitely the team that was ready. Uh, they were definitely the team that was more physical. Um, and just a better team. I, I, I thought they were a better team to begin with, but uh, you, you have a letdown on the Vikings side, and then you have a, a boost of like, you know, getting a bad loss out of your uh, taste out of your mouth for the Cowboys. And it was a perfect storm. And uh, boy, they just got destroyed. Well, they're better on defense. I wouldn't say coming in they're better on offense because the Vikings have a pretty good offense, but they were clearly outmatched in defense. I, I was in the same boat as you. Uh, I'm a big proponent of the emotions that these people play with in the NFL. I think they're a huge deal. It's hard to to get in a a car wreck as, uh, um, you know, when when you're uh, every Sunday and then turn around and – get back up how many days later and do it. And and I didn't think they were able to do it. The Cowboys were ready. They're they a good team. They were ready to do it. They manhandled, got manhandled by the boys 40 to three. And, you know, this feels like uh, more than a loss because, you know, the Vikings uh, worst deficiencies were exposed and, and they appeared not to have just lost the game, but regressed in some ways. I mean, the depth on both the offensive line and the secondary was clearly exposed and there was, like you said, not one play here or there. There was nothing to write home about. I mean, Kurt for, you know, had the best active streak for quarterbacks, for touchdown passes. Did They got three points, you know. Uh, after that uh, opening play, it was, you know, where they, they caused the strip stack fumble. It just went down from here. The Cowboys didn't look up. They looked faster. They looked more into it. They looked more pumped up. And the Vikings were just flat across the board. And, and I think it's coming off of – that big win in Buffalo that they just couldn't get back up. Uh, that, that plays a role in it, but these guys also are professionals and, you mm-hmm. know, it's going to be real interesting to watch them going forward. You know, like, you know, if they put a couple, two or three of these together and uh, then that's really time for concerns. It's time for concern now, but you know, uh, that third play of the game, it's a strip sack fumble by Micah uh, Parsons and, you know, uh, Darisol by letting him go because of the, Play was designed for Kirk to roll away from their best player, best defensive, probably the best defensive player in the league. 
And Derisaw kind of likes lets him go. He, he you know he, thinking that this guy is not going to be able to do what he did. Uh, well, you know, right there, that tells me, you know, you should have known, you, know your opponent because that guy can make plays all over the field. He can start on the on the right side and get all the way to the left side. Uh, and you know, I, I question whether Derisaw was was okay to, in order to play for this game. I asked um, O'Connell yesterday. I said, do you, do you go back and look and maybe you guys made a mistake? And he said, no, no, he hundred percent. You know, they were, uh, he was fine, but in saying that, okay, if, if he's fine, he passes concussion test from last week. Um, he only, you know, he had no practice on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. And then Friday's basically a walkthrough. Um, so he was not ready for that game at all. And then the, you know, what's alarming is that he, it didn't, I don't think he, it appeared that he took any kind of major hit to his head because he got hurt on his second sack that he gave up. There's, you know, he sort of, got bull rushed into, into Kirk and there are three helmets hit and he's in the middle. So maybe that was the case. Um, but you know, it was, you know, Brian O'Neill got beat, uh, you know, Cleveland got beat, uh, Ingram got beat. It's, you know, they're it's six, six of their seven sacks were on four man rushes. And that's alarming. And then you have Bill Belichick coming in and Belichick, that's, that's the number two overall, uh, pass rushing team in the league behind the Cowboys. And they got the leading sacker sack guy in the, in the, in Matthew Judon coming in here. So, you know, uh, you know what they put on tape is garbage and uh, they're going to have to man up and, and, and play, you know, through that. But Derisaw is, it was, uh, was already ruled out. Uh, Blake Brandle is going to be the left tackle. They got to get him some help. Um, you know, he he was horrible, and he was he held his own in Buffalo, but you know he was just not ready. He's just, he just looked like he was completely out of his league. So um, it's it's gonna be really interesting to see it because they still eight and two. You know you, you win this one on Thursday, you put it put, put that behind you, and then you just you know the the point differential just kind of fades if they can turn it around now. It's now negative. They're they're at a, they have a negative point differential, and they are eight and two. Imagine that, that yeah. getting beat by 37 points put him in the negative point difference. But anyway, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, and it, I mean, we can talk about it in the, the next second, really pick it apart. But I mean, just the, the, the up way up here, there's so many things went wrong. They got beat on both sides of the line in the trenches. They, they, they could not stop the run. They couldn't stop. They couldn't protect their quarterback. They didn't open many holes. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, the secondary with uh, Boone starting was 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 a travesty. They, the uh, Dak Prescott rightfully went after him all day long. It's what you're going to do. Um, but I, I guess I want to ask you a general question. Um, a, where do they go from here? And are but more specific, are 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 they what we thought they were and just had a bad day, or or are they what we feared they were? And they're heading back to the mean. I mean, I know you have been all season waiting, kind of waiting for this to happen. Not hoping for it. I won't say that about you. <laughs> but uh, you were thinking, when are, when are they going to have this game where, you know, maybe their luck runs out a little bit and not everything fall, you know, falls their way when they need it to be. And I don't think any of us expected this. I expected them to compete and then maybe, you know, you know, a long way in the fourth quarter and, and stuff goes bad on them. And that's fine. That's, that's the breaks of the thing, but this was such a total, total beat down. And 
it looked like men versus boys out there in the field and 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 the Vikings were just were not ready mentally, emotionally and even physically to play. Yeah, I mean this makes that Philadelphia loss look uh acceptable. I mean exactly. You, you know, you remember, you know, looking back in the way the defense played in the second half against Philly, uh but that first half against Philly was like, oh my god, they, they didn't even compete. I, I I knew they would lose, but they didn't even compete. Well, they put another one on on tape that uh Makes Philly look like uh, like they tried, you know, head and shoulders above their abilities. So who are they? Um, who are well, I, they're the they're an NFL team is what they are. I mean, they're um, you know, Kansas City. You saw again last night. Uh, they they came from behind and and they win. You know, uh, quarterback has a lot to do with that. Um, I don't want to lay a lot of this or the majority of this on Kirk, but this is what this is what happens to a quarterback like Kirk whenever you just can't protect him for any amount of time. Right. I mean, and, and the fact that they were still trying to run play action in the third quarter um, when they uh, clearly weren't going to run. And, you know, he, he is executing his play fake, which nobody's buying. And he turns around, looks up, and he's got a cowboy tackling him. Um, he, he had no shot. But in saying that, I mean, in, in Super Bowl, a couple of Super Bowls ago, um, Kansas City's offensive line was destroyed, and Patrick Mahomes had the same – you know, he couldn't work his magic on this. So um, they got to find a way to, to protect. Also, they got to find a way to stay with the run. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, again, they, they didn't have the ball enough, but, you know, I feel like they needed to run the ball more because uh, that, that keeps the avalanche from just collapsing on top of you. Right. And then and a team like the Cowboys, when they know you're, and you're not going to run, then they just ignore, play fake, they ignore – any attempt at like some disguise that we're going to run the ball, they just go after the quarterback and that's what they were doing. Just, um, you know, and, and they're leading by whatever 34 points or whatever it is. And uh, I kind of had to laugh whenever uh, Parsons comes back into the game, someone would say, well, why is he back in the game? And I'm like, he's probably standing on the sideline going, are you kidding me? I, I want more of this. I want to, you know, <laughs> who wouldn't, who wouldn't if, if you're that talented, that good. And, and you, you're, you're so you're just completely overwhelming the other team. I I don't blame him for wanting a, wanting a few more cracks at him. Well, the, the honeymoon period for for Kevin O'Connell lasted quite a while. You know, I mean, some of it. it uh, so it's over. I'm it, asking it you, what what oh, did you feel like yesterday when you were in, sat in the interview room with him? Did you see uh, a person that uh, had just you know witnessed a, a train wreck in front of him? You know, uh, did, did he look like he was overwhelmed by the moment and didn't see it like we did? I didn't see this coming. I saw I thought I told my my daughter a couple of days ago, I said, you know, I picked the uh, Vikings to win, but I don't feel good about this. And it, it, it's you know, I generally get a sense one way or the other in, you know, emotionally how I feel they're going to do sometimes. You know, you might think, okay, they're the better team. They're going to win. But other times, you know, it's a toss-up in between the two teams. Like, yeah, I don't know. You look at how they're coming in and how the other team's coming in. You laid it out. These, the Packers or the the uh, Cowboys let one get away from them, and they know they're a better team, and they should have beat the the lowly Packers. They were coming in here pissed off and fired up. We didn't want that. I tell I you what, though. Yeah. I went with the home team, and I swear to you, know, there were times in that game where you didn't know where you, if you were in Dallas or you were in Minneapolis. Uh, that that crowd was as uh, as loud as loud as I've heard. Uh, it reminds me of Pittsburgh in two thousand. Uh, the Steeler fans came in here and uh, one of Tice's last years. It might have been might have been his last year, two thousand five, 
And Tice in the post game was kind of pissed, and he said, "Yeah, I thought we had good fans. You know, they, they all sold their tickets to Steeler fans." Yeah, uh, and that kind of it kind of got him. That kind of got him into some hot water, but it was true. You know, it's like this is one of the best home venues in the league, uh, but it uh, it's it's not uh, immune from a team like the Cowboys, a team like the Steelers coming in and taking over the stadium. Or that, the Packers. That's, uh, or the Packers. It used to or the Packers. Matter when... with the Packers, but forever in a day, I, I've talked to how many season ticket holders this is. I sell my my Packer tickets for so much money, it pays for the rest of my season tickets the whole year. And so, you know, I mean, I I asked Ted Thompson one time, why does he bring so dang many people with him? He was up in the press box at the Metrodome, and I congratulated him for winning the – the uh, Super Bowl the previous year, I said, next time you come, do you have to not? Do you have to bring so many of your fans with you? And he wasn't really tracking with my humor. He just kind of looked at me and nodded, and I yeah. walked away. So anyway, that's, that's Ted. It's it's true, but I, I guess getting back to my question, what what did you? What was your feeling of the sense of uh, Kevin O'Connell? Did he see a ghost yesterday? Did he see? Uh, did he see? Okay, this is what the NFL head coaching is really like because you lay an egg. Like, I mean, granted, we had the Philadelphia game, so it's not like I hadn't seen it, but this previous seven weeks really put the fans, the team, and maybe even the coaching staff in this false sense of security. Yeah. I mean, what I saw was a guy that's just kind of knows he's got a quick turnaround, knows that this can happen in the NFL. I, I don't think you, you want you, if you're a fan, I don't think you want your head coach up there looking like, a, Oh my God, what did this, what happened to me? You don't, you don't. You know, I don't know what, I don't know what to do or, so or, um, you know, seven, he, he wasn't, he wasn't angry, you know, I mean, he wasn't, I mean, sure he's angry that, you know, he's about what happened, but he presented himself, I thought, in a way that, that the players can, uh, can feed off of, I, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, that, hey, it's, you know, just like, just like he learned uh, from Belichick when he was backup quarterback under him, on to Cincinnati, and the famous Bill Belichick, when they won a Super yeah. Bowl one time, they got, they got destroyed in Kansas City. And he just kept every question he answered was on to Cincinnati, on to Cincinnati, and then they beat Cincinnati. <coughs> so and there was, and there was also a good example that I've, I, uh, when Tony Dungy, I don't know if it was their Super Bowl year or what, our year whenever they went. I think it was a Super Bowl year where they they played Jacksonville. And they gave up like 300 yards rushing, and everybody had written them off and said, "Well, you know, this isn't the regular season." And I believe they might have played them again in the playoffs or someone else. Uh, they got Bob Sanders back too, a safety. Uh, but it was like they, they went up against them in the playoffs. It was completely opposite. You know, they stopped the run. They, you know, so these things can happen in the NFL. Things get away from you. Um, but it, it, you know, if, if they if they rise up, you know, uh, these are human beings. This isn't a board game. So uh, that that game should not have any effect on Thursday night's game it, uh, negatively. I don't because this is an eight and two team that knows it's pretty good. Uh, they, they, they need the emotion and, uh, you know, to, to take it to the next level. Some of the chatter. Yeah, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of cliches. I just use, I'm trying to avoid them, but I know I'm keeping track over here. Uh, I, I, some of the chatter I've heard since the game is, you know, uh, happened is people on the air saying, you know, I don't want to call them apologists because, uh, I mean, you'd, you'd lump me in there with them if you could, certainly my brother would. Um, and they're all saying, well, you know, there's nothing you can glean from that game. There's nothing. They shouldn't even watch the film. I bet you they don't even watch the film. If, if, I, if it was me and I'm Kevin O'Connell, I'm head coach, I go in there and I turn on that projector and I make them sit there like it's clockwork orange with their eyes well, lids held open, watch that thing. 
get to the end and shut up and say any comments, you know, and just say make them suffer through that so that they're pissed off on Thursday night and they're ready to, you know, to to, to I don't care who's coming in here, even though Bill Check's going to prevent quite the, the challenge for him. I want my team like that. I want my team disgusted by their performance. And to, to you know, I know you don't have to glean any X's and O's off of it, but I'm making them watch that damn film. It's, it's me. Well, yeah, they're, they're obviously going to watch the film. I mean, that's what else are they going to do? They don't have to go to work at uh, Home Depot. I mean, this is what this is their job. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll watch it. And, they'll, you know, there's going to be some of this that that isn't probably going to matter a whole hell of a lot because, uh, 64, uh, Brandel is, he is who he is. He's got, he's probably going to be starting there on, on uh, and Belichick's going to know it. There's got to be a tight end attached to his hip. Uh, I think that, you know, early on, especially, um, you know, CJ ham, maybe a little more CJ ham for some max. Protection. I mean, you know, they need to run the ball. If they can't run the ball against Belichick, then it's, it's, it's a, it's over because, uh, you know, Belichick will find something when they're in third and long. Third and long, Belichick will win third and long over Cousins, over Blake Brandle, and even Kevin O'Connell. Uh, right. He's going to win that battle. Uh, so that if it's third and long, I mean, another, here's another reason that stats don't do anything for me. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had like a 2.8 yard average. He had, I don't know, like 48 yards maybe. Not made it. Not, I don't think he even had fifty yards. Yeah. But there were four instances where third and one, he, you know, he's moving up for the touchdown. I mean, he stopped and he just he's, he moves the pile. Uh, third and one, they you know gets three yards. Uh, third and third and one again, it's like one or two yards. So it's like his. You know, if you look at all, oh, they stopped Ezekiel Elliott. They had like two point eight yard average. Yeah. That's where you need to watch the game because you know the Vikings um, could not. I mean. As much as the defensive line embarrassed the offensive line, you know, Cowboys defense versus the Vikings offense, I, I consider it equally as, as humiliating as all the – I mean, they, they were like 12 of 17 on third down. Yeah. I mean, they just – when it got to third down, uh, you know, they, they would either run. I mean, there was one where – I would imagine the camera guy got faked out too, where Dak Prescott faked it on third and six. And we're, and I, I personally was watching him, watching the guy he handed off to, or I thought he handed off to, and he goes gets eleven yards, and uh, then the the there's a third down play where uh, Hicks gets beat for the sixty eight yard touchdown. Uh, so yeah, overall it was just a it's a it's a humiliating effort on their part. The fact that they are the national late afternoon game, and uh, and CBS went away from I, locally, I'm sure they stayed with it, right? Yeah, but but everywhere else in the country, they're just like, oh, we can't. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing yeah. me. Yeah, it was brutal. It was emotional beat down as well. And, and you know, that that's unfortunate because that's – I was talking with Mike, our producer beforehand. It's like, you know, I thought we were past this. You know, this, this Viking team was a little different because they had hung in so many games this year and didn't give up when the chips got down. In the past, when the – the ball started, you know, or snowball started rolling downhill and gaining steam. The Vikings would just get out of the way and let let things happen. We have been on more than a few of the wrong end of these lopsided losses in the history of my watching the Vikings. So I thought this team was past this. At some point, you dig in, but boy, they, they, after you know, and I'll talk about this in the next segment. After they they got rolling, it it, it yeah, the snowball went downhill and the Vikings got out of the way. 
anyway, let's take a break here. I need to go get Manscaped because I need something. I need something, <laughs> something different. But uh, take it. Listen to our sponsor. Come on back for more Vikings territory breakdown. Support for Vikings territory breakdown is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who have met, trust Manscaped with the, this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code VTBREAKDOWN20 at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 12 million balls. Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown. I have suffered a nervous breakdown on this after that after that uh, debacle yesterday with Dallas, but uh, you know it happened nonetheless. Uh, Vikings got beat forty to three in embarrassing fashion, and they there there was really nothing to talk positively about that. So we'll head down the negative list. Uh, you know, first series. Um, Kirk early was, he did okay on the second series when he got him down for the field goal, but you know, nervous Kirk showed up and he had a, he had some bad, uh, I thought some, some, at least one bad throw to uh, TJ in the end zone. That could have been a touchdown and helped turn things around. He just fired it too darn hard. And wow. the, now you can't, I can't blame him for the, the fumble and strip snack sack that uh, as you, you pointed out was on uh, Christian Darisa on that, but that set the tone for the game. And, and the Vikings never really recovered. I mean, they got down behind the eight ball. And I mean, and, uh, you know, every week this year, they've been taking that ball down the first series and taking it down for a touchdown and, and, and giving themselves some confidence. They always have their second quarter swoon and then recover at the end. But boy, today there was just no giddy up and, and uh, uh, Cowboys handed it to them every step of the way. Well, I don't know if you're referring to the second set when it was second and two at the six. That, that's not a Kirk, Kirk threw a good ball. Uh, uh, Hawkinson just dropped it. No, I mean, not that drop. one. The next yeah. play. In fact, that one's oh. on Hawkinson, the first one. The second one was over to right. the side. He just fired it in there, and it was too much to handle. for. Yeah, and I think it was it was nervous Kirk, uh, understandably so, a lot of times. <laughs> uh, but he also, I think, you know, he did get jittery even when it wasn't there. He, yeah. anticipating it being there. Um, yeah, so it was, you know, Kirk did not play. You know, th this is how, uh, when you look at Kirk, this is why people get get so confused on, you know, do you love Kirk, do you hate Kirk? Uh, and everybody's all split because it's like, uh, but I'm sort of in the middle because I when I see a game like that, um, I, you know, I'd say, you know, Kirk could have played better, but my goodness, the, he is not. He was not the biggest problem in the game. I mean, no, no. They, in the trenches on both in the trenches on both sides was the was the problem. He had, you know, he faced sixty three percent of pressure, which is the most in his career. Yesterday, seven sacks. That's going to make anybody jittery. I don't care who the heck you are. I, I I get that. I'm just hoping he's not already got the jitters worrying about the defensive line from the Patriots coming in next week, starting right now. Uh, but yeah. You know, earlier this year, he he would stand in there in some of that, uh, but he probably knew the jig was up <laughs> because they they there was there was just no stopping him. It was terrible. I mean, you you listed it in the last segment. You're talking about uh, Darisaw got beat and Cleveland got beat. The only guy Ingram and 
even uh, O'Neal, but you didn't even mention Bradbury, but he probably got beat at some point too. But man, it was just a travesty. I mean, yeah, I, are they that far and above the best off defensive line the Vikings have faced this year that that uh, they they looked so inept? No, I think Washington has. Uh, I think Parsons is the best player. Yeah, but I think I think Washington, the, you know, Washington's defensive line, you know, uh, it's amazing how you know a three point win here and there, and uh, when a when a ball hits off the upright and then the crossbar and doesn't go in, um, it over it just kind of paints over a lot of the, the warts that happen in a game. Washington's defensive line is exceptional, and they struggled with Washington's defensive line too. It just didn't get to the point where it was just re- a relentless uh, attack. You know, uh, I, I think that, um, you know, obviously losing, I mean, Christian did give up two sacks before he left. So I don't, yeah. he was not, he was not in a good spot. You're right. Um, I don't know if it would have stopped if he would have stayed in the game. I mean, I, I don't know it because it's, he, he wasn't stopping anybody uh, when he was in the game. So, you know, I it probably is the best defensive front in the NFL, but it's not like they've faced a lot of terrible ones. Uh, they, you know, they, yeah. they faced, you know, you know, teams where they, they managed to hang on and win. And, and uh, but you know, what, what hurts you is, um, and the only way that they can get back the only way that they can kind of erase it and just, you know, we, you know, people make fun of Zimmer and, and people for being old fashioned football guys where you got to run the ball. Well, this is what happens when you, when you don't run the ball enough and you get down and, and, and you have a quarterback who's not going to be, you know, Patrick Mahomes and scramble to his right, put the ball in his left hand and flick it to someone for a first down. He's not going to be that guy. He's got to be, he's the guy that whenever, when, when the pocket is clean, boom, 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 he, he can, and he's got the arm to make any throw on the field. Um, but whenever it starts to collapse around him, he's not going to pull it out for you and win like that. And yeah, that, that's why you got to protect him better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if you know this, but you know, you, you certainly talked about Darius on the last segment, but do you think, do you think it was more of a case of, and I'm glad you asked the question of O'Connell is that he was not ready to play or that he did get another concussion a la uh, Tua Tualoga or however you say his name down in Miami. I mean, well, I mean, he did get a second concussion, but it would think of, you know, from what they said and it kind of makes sense. It happened on that sack, uh, the mm. second sack that he gave up, uh, where he, he's basically bull rushed into Cousins. Three of them kind of met, <laughs> and uh, Darisol by that time I think was in the middle or whatever, and just you know had maybe his head's back, and uh, so you know he got. That's what they say that he got, he got hurt again. Uh, so I, I have no reason to doubt that. So that's uh, bad news for this team. They finally got a guy at left tackle that could could be installed there for the next summer, and you know. We're finally hearing that. I mean, you and I all summer long or off season were saying if they can stay healthy and, uh, you know, they just don't have enough depth in that offensive line to, 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 to dive into it if they can't. And, you know, here's Darisaw is going to miss another game and all right, he's going to miss a game and, and uh, could be more. Thankfully there's a, a little bit of a break after this Thursday night game. You're right. If you, when you start talking two in two weeks, um, you know, would not be surprised if he misses, he'll miss multiple games just because, right. you know, you're thinking we've, you know, if they truly are, are worried about the player himself, uh, I doubt that he you know, suits up against the Jets. You had said uh, earlier, just one more point in the uh, 
<laughs> offensive line. You said uh, last week or the week before, I <laughs> need to get Ed Ingram out there before Cousins gets killed. It almost happened yesterday, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the amazing part about Kirk is that, uh, you know, you know, knock on wood if you if you must, but the, the guy – the guy does take some beatings and yeah, he does gets back up. So he's not, you know, he's not the biggest guy in the world. So, uh, yeah, they, they just got, they got to do a better job. It's, he needs, he doesn't need know. chains anymore. He needs chain, 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 mail, mail chain or whatever armor to put on him, you know? Yeah. So somebody tweeted the only thing that'll be hanging off him after this game was a toe tag. I forget. <laughs> uh, Brian Murphy did that. Was a- that sounds like a Murphy one. Um. Yeah, the offense is struggled three points, and uh, there's no question of that. But the defense struggled just as mightily. They got beat big time. They gave up 458 yards, 151 yards rushing, over 100 in the first half. You know, I mean, they they didn't even have to run in the second half. Uh, I you know that the Vikings were were not stopping anything. Um. What what's going on on the defensive uh, rush stopping? Is it are they so is it so bad that they're missing Delvin Tomlinson that that uh, they can't plug the hole in there? Yeah, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. I mean that that defensive front was a was a kind of a a, a weakness slash fitness part of that team, uh, and then they you know before the season the, the Armand Watts and the Armand Watts is not a Pro Bowl player, but he's I thought he was certainly good enough to make it, to have a role on this team. Uh, I think you know you miss a guy like that. Um, and Tomlinson for sure was having a good year. Uh, they just, they weren't strong enough. They weren't big enough. Uh, you know, like the days of Linval Joseph or Pat Williams, now those guys didn't get moved. Uh, now you got guys that are, aren't as uh, physically dominant as though, as those two were. And it's, you know, if, if the other team gets lower than they do, it's, there's going to be holes uh, or, you know, like with Elliot, uh, you know, just hitting the pile and then just you know, grinding and, and moving people. Yeah. Uh, that shouldn't happen against defensive tackles. And, uh, so, did, uh, I don't know. Did the Vikings uh, uh, pass a, up an opportunity watching Philadelphia sign uh, Linval Joseph and the Dominican Sioux uh, uh, this week to bolster their defensive line? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they talked about Sioux, uh, maybe Linval. I know that when uh, the Vikings went to, uh, I believe it was last year, when they went out and played the Chargers, and uh, th- and Linval played. Uh, Linval did not look like Linval when he was here. Mm. Lin- he looked like an old Linval. Uh, I don't know how. I didn't watch him specifically. I watched that game a little bit, um, where he played. But was it thir- Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. And uh, you know, I, I don't. He's not he's not the same player because he's a lot older than he was. So I don't know if uh, if he if he would help him, but uh, maybe Sue. Too late now. Yeah, it's true. What about our secondary? The uh, Viking or the Vikings? The Cowboys certainly targeted uh, Andrew Boone Booth uh, Jr., uh, knowing he was uh, easily the third or fourth string uh, cornerback in there, but. Uh, they had to go with him with uh, Dantzler still out and Caleb Evans out. And, uh, boy, he, he he didn't look ready for, ready for primetime play. Well, he looked like a rookie making his first start. I mean, right. you know, the top on the top 25 corners selected, I did this uh, when I wrote about a Caleb Evans a couple weeks ago. 
he was the last guy. He was the only guy that hadn't played on defense. Uh, Booth, right? And so he's 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 behind where a lot of these corn. I mean, this has been a great rookie corner class. I mean, guys that were drafted in the first round, you know, number three overall to the, the seventh round guys, and there's even a guy in Miami that's a free agent that uh, is playing really well. Um, so yeah, they it's a lot to ask of a guy to you know step in and start right away, but. He, you know, he missed a tackle uh, on a – he could have had a tackle for loss on a catch that got a first down. He, um, you know, yeah, it's not one of those where he was just torched, you know, for long touchdowns and stuff, but he, you know, he needs to be better. You know, that – I think, you know, he, he will get better. Uh, with him, it's like you got to watch, is he going to stay – is he going to stay healthy? Because then they lose him, and I would imagine Duke – you know, here comes Duke Shelley. Right. <laughs> and, uh, oh, uh, and, and Duke's defense, you know, he, he was put in for, I think, three or four snaps at the end of that Buffalo game, and he came down with a great pass, pass right. defense. Oh, it's a tough deal. A um, couple more questions I want to ask you, Strelter. How the heck did the Packers beat this team? The Cowboys. Well, I mean, you know, like how how did how did Indianapolis beat Kansas City? How did the Vikings win? Well, the Vikings, yeah, that you know, Vikings go into Buffalo and win. Uh, you know, Buffalo loses to the week before who did lose to um this is there's no there's no situation where a team that's that's terrible it's good the terrible team beating the good team uh like like last year before they went to detroit i was i just had a feeling 100 percent that this is like the perfect the perfect storm of emotion and i remember i was talking to andrew kramer and he was like no i that's impossible. It cannot happen. I said, <laughs> it's happened before with this franchise. Granted, it wasn't the same players. But I said, oh, everything to, you know, if a team is, uh, is a winless team, uh, you know, they're going to keep trying uh, until they get a win. And then, then, then they kind of fall back and, and go away. But, uh, you know, the Vikings went in there and, and lost that game. So this happens in the NFL all the time. It's, uh, it's where, they, where do they go from here? That's yeah. You know, that that's to me one of is my what, questions is, for you, Mark. You got to answer that. Where do they go from here? Come on, man. They, well, they, they run the ball against the Patriots. I mean, that's you, you do not get into a situation at where you end up behind and having to, to drop back and have Kirk throw it 40 yeah. times because it's not going to work. So I would say that it starts with them running the ball. A lot of C.J. Ham. Uh, I sound like a, a crusty old defensive guy sitting in. We saw last year, wasn't it, Thomas? A lot. We we saw the team fall behind when they they came out wanting to run the ball, weren't able to, and then they had to start, you know, relying on Kirk to scramble back in, and it never worked. It didn't work last year. It certainly didn't work yesterday. Well, I, this is where the offensive line. You know, it's, you talk about emotion from um, you know, being down after a big win against Buffalo. Well, the emotion's got to be completely opposite. They have to be the, the Cowboys emotionally uh, to play the Patriots. And, you know, <clears throat> they get a huge advantage on Thursday night. You're at home. Um, sh- a short week being at home is, is a huge advantage compared to the road team. But we've seen the road team win quite a bit, I think, on Thursday night. So, um, yeah, to me, it's like if, if this becomes if, – if the 40, 40 to 3 becomes a, just 40 to 3 and they, they go back to winning – uh, you know, it's okay. But if, if it's 40, 40, if that's carried over for the next two games, yeah. you know, then there's a, then there's a problem. 
We're going to break down that game in the next segment because uh, we talked about earlier. We wanted to flush this one down as soon as possible. But it, it, in doing so, I had to uh, throw one more little nugget out there. Another NFL record for our, our Vikings, the largest home loss by an 8-1 and team in league history. Gotta love it. There's nobody like the Vikings to set the mo- the, the best, worst records. Of any yeah. team. I think that that was also a stat where they, uh, where they, where they had their, their number one quarterback. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, whatever. All, all these stats, uh, when, when you lose like that, the stats are going to come raining down on you. And such it is. All right. Well, we'll take another break here and try to, to recompose ourselves. We'll come back and, and move on, on to Cincinnati or in this case, uh, uh, <laughs> New England and Thursday night and Thanksgiving. So come on back to the Vikings territory breakdown. Football's back, baby. We're back to seeing Mahomes sling beautiful balls all over the field. And your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls all season long. With Manscaped, state-of-the-art tech will have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC West or the NFC East. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code VT Breakdown 20. That's VT Breakdown 20. Get it today. All right, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown. Mark, you know, we got Thanksgiving coming up here on Thursday with a game, three games to watch in between uh, cranberries and turkey and potatoes and what have you, however you celebrate them. And I know what I'm thankful for, that the Vikings are playing Thursday night and that they can put this one behind them. Um, there's no guarantee of that. Bill Belichick is a hell of a coach and he has had his way with the Vikings franchise in recent years. I think I thought I saw this morning, five and one or, uh, in the last six times they've played. Um, so it's going to be a challenge to begin with. And you got a rookie head coach with his, probably this big, you know, coming off certainly the biggest loss in his career, but certainly, but also, you know, this, this, he's, he's got to hold this team together emotionally after a loss like that and figure out the best, hit the right notes to get them fired up on page, on, on, on the same page with everybody and not ready to roll on Thursday. And that is tough on a short week, you know, even in a, even in, it'd be tough in a, in a long way. I think maybe a whole week you can get, you can maybe forget about some of this crap, but some of this, some of the doubts have still got to be lingering come Thursday evening after the Turkey is done. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Belichick, what he does. I mean, they, the, 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 you know, the old cliche is that he makes you play left-handed. He t- takes away your best thing. Um, you know, Jefferson got taken out of that game yesterday, but I don't know if it was anything to do with coverage as much as it was rush pass right. rushes that took him out of the game. Uh, you know, and, and it doesn't make doesn't mean anything now because their players changed over and coach the coaching staff has just changed over um, a couple times. But I remember asking him, it was a it was a night game where they were coming to the Metrodome, and we had back when we had conference calls and and uh, the Williams Wall, you know, the Williams Wall was number one rushing, you know, and might have been even a, a couple years in a row or something. And I I asked Belichick, I said, why would you why would you even run? Because in in turn they were also like the worst team against the pass because people would try mm-hmm. just to kind of stop uh, trying to run against them. And Bella, I said, why, why, why even run the ball? Just throw it. And he's like, I, I, and he goes, well, you know, you, you know, you got to establish a run, all this stuff. 
they came into the game, they ran the ball five times, and they beat the crap out of the Vikings by just right. throwing it all over all over the field. So yeah, you're you know, you know, Mike McCarthy's not a bad coach, but it's like the Cowboys were talented and um, and just one with with physicality, um, speed, uh, emotion, talent. Uh, you know, Belichick has it was putting together a pretty decent team, a scrappy team that that's you know. Uh, capable of, of getting to the playoffs and winning and moving on. Uh, and put, but now you're also, you got the head coach, you got the coaching staff that's going to find uh, a way to beat you. And so, yeah, this is a, a Belichick gets a rookie coach. It, I mean, it's advantage new England, but that doesn't mean that the Vikings, if the Vikings react to what the Cowboys did after their loss, then, the, then they can win at home. Yeah. Now, it'll also be interesting to see how, you know, what the home crowd uh, does. Cause not only, you know, it was cheering for the Cowboys, it was chanting, boys, it, it was all, but it was also booing the crap out of the Vikings that the crowd, you know, that, that crowd was not happy. Um, so they got to, they got to come back and, you know, be of some assistance to the Vikings. And, and the Vikings also, another reason I, I picked it because it was a home game. Uh, and, and they only touched, they didn't sack him at all. I think they touched Dak Prescott one time. So yeah. it was, talk about lopsided. Well, you know, let me jump back. You made me think of something real quick. Uh, I've heard, you know, just describing the 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 Cowboys is that's their whole deal is rushing the quarterback and making the quarterback uncomfortable and getting to him and and rattling him and and just teeing off on the quarterback. Why did did the Vikings have the wrong game plan? Should they have not have established the run? more and more i mean i heard uh after the first quarter uh interview on on the broadcast that's what that's what uh o'connell said he says we got to establish the run more but don't you then if, if you're getting beat that bad don't you have to somehow just uh take that 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 rush away by either play action or just uh not play action but just running the ball some better than they did i don't know do you think it was a a bad a bad uh game plan well, you know, he he better not say that too much. He got the last guy fired for talking about running the ball. So, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they should have run it more. You know, it's um, a good example might be, uh, you know, uh, when they were in the red zone, Dalvin before that before Hawkinson mm. dropped that ball, um, you know, Dalvin runs eight yards up the middle, and you know that you know maybe another run, but it's it's hard to beat to look to criticize in hindsight because. That was a good play. I mean, they ran it eight yards, and then they mixed it up with a throw to the tight end. He dropped it. So, you, you yeah. know, a lot of it's a lot of this is execution as well. It's it, right. It's not just uh, you know the, how he, the order he called the plays. I mean, he certainly has proven that he can he can script a game. So when they win when they when they win the coin toss and they take the ball, which is goes against uh, you know the analytics people now, you just don't do that. And you know, Connell's done it before this season. Because uh, they're confident that they can go down and score, you do it he even said, "Yeah, they they, they won, won the coin toss, they and they accepted the ball, and then three plays later they turn it over." So, um, so he's done enough on that on that end to prove that he he can put together a game plan. Uh, I just think that it got away from the run, you know, too much because then the Cowboys, by the time that they were thinking about getting back to the run or, or trying some play action, the Cowboys were just kind of laughing at them and. You know, you can you can fake to the to the running back, but we're still going to go and tackle you. Yeah, you know, you're you're not going to hand that ball off trailing by this many. No way. 
what the hell happened between George Edwards and, and Dalvin Cook on the sidelines there? What was that? Yeah, I, I tried to find Dalvin didn't talk afterwards, and he was gone pretty quick. Uh, but, you know, Dalvin could have got away with it, I guess, if he hadn't if he hadn't kept on going and pointing right, and pointing. Right. I think the pointing is what got him, but he kept pointing and pointing. How dare um, he do that? How dare he yeah, do that? So, uh, but, I, you know, I was talking to Harrison Smith about it. He was saying uh, for the thing I did this morning, it just kind of like, you know, referees don't always know the relationship, you know, that there's a competitive relationship when you, yeah. when you know people. I don't know if there was bad blood between George and, and Dalvin, but I, I, I got it more of that's just kind of how, what they do. You know, there's, there's a lot of talk back and forth. And to me, the way I look at it, if you can, if you can go right. into the end zone and have your entire defense act like it's a bowling alley and, uh, and, and nine of them fall down and the 10th one wobbles and falls down, and Harrison's the one rolling the ball. So I said to Harrison, I said, in a league where they let you do that, I said, uh, and all the other things they do when they get in the end zone, I said, I think John back and forth should be just kind of overlooked. That's a great galdang point. I'm going to mark that one down. That, that is for real. I mean, what they did yesterday between those two was, was chirping back and forth, goes on all the time, every play. And these or these elaborate full team celebrations now are just they're out of hand and it's not taunting it's a celebration but it's every bit as you know uh extracurricular from the game itself i I agree with you totally what a great point bunch of bs but that's that's just me um back to this game uh you know the, the the you, you talked earlier about the Vikings going to act like the Cowboys coming on in off a, 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 an angry loss and they, they can win. What kind of game, you know, do, 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 uh, do, are the Patriots coming in just a little bit let down because they stole one at the end, a three, three ball game that had a punt return for a touchdown, the first punt return all year. And, and for some time, um, is that one of those things that yeah, oh yeah, oh, giddy giddy giddy, and then we're not ready to play on Thursday? I don't know. I'm just I'm just wishing and hoping because I'm really concerned about their defensive line coming in and just you know they're going to watch that game film from yesterday for the Vikings and they don't know just what to do against this team on Sun on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean I don't think there's any um, there's any team that in today's game that puts you know, even when. Without Brady, I mean, before you had Brady, you had Belichick. Um, they, they were going to be the, one of the best teams in the league, period. So they put us put behind a loss. But I still think that Belichick's one of the is one of the best things at um, one of the best at just moving on and, and kind of like here's your routine, here's your system, here's how it works. Yeah, he's been doing it for a million years. Uh, so you know, I think he brings his players to the next game quicker than probably anybody else. Uh, but that's not to say, you know, O'Connell can't do that. O'Connell, He's got some O'Connell second is, guessing to bring along, though, uh, Kevin O'Connell. There's some second guessing you got to be doing a little self-doubt, whereas just juxtaposed with the confidence that Belichick is bringing in. Connell's got to be looking over his shoulder and go, man, we really messed up there. So, Yeah, that's uh, that's why they, they keep playing. It's got, it's That's why it makes it uh, fascinating again to watch because – Right. If they come back with a win, that that says a lot about them. If they come back and they, and it's a close game and they get beat by maybe a better team, uh, overall team, uh, that's kind of like okay, you're back, you're back together a, a little bit. 
they get blown out again, then it might be like, oh boy, this so is I'm gonna I'm going to ask you again, who are they, Mark? Who are, are they, are they, are they who we hoped they were or are they who we fear, feared they were, they were? I, I, no, I think they're above, they're an above 500 team with a, with a first year system. Um, you know, they, that's, I, I picked them to win nine games. Um, you know, they're not just like they, just like they weren't going to lose every game mm-hmm. after, after Buffalo, they aren't, uh, they're not going to, I'm sorry. Yeah. After Buffalo, I was like, we jokingly said, Oh, 19 to one, they win the Super Bowl. It's well, what else? What got nothing else to talk about. Now it's like, they're not going to lose every game. Uh, you know, I, they got too many, you know, good, you know, uh, veteran type leadership and, and a, a, a talent to, you know, to lose out. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be, it could be a little bumpy from here on, but yeah. you know, Hey, right. it's, I mean, the good thing is they got a four game lead in the, in the division. Right. For gosh sakes. It's uh they're not, you know, they aren't going to lose that. No, they're not. And there's, there's, you know, after you get past, uh, after you get past this Patriots game, you got the giants and the jets that are, that could pose some problems. But other than that, I, the, every other game they should beat whatever's left after that. Cause they got the, the lions and tigers and bears coming in the Packers and the bears, you know, that whole thing. And those, those guys aren't, aren't, they aren't better teams than the Vikings. So there's, oh, know, but, but I, I could very well see them losing to the Packers. You know, I mean, absolutely. Let's, let's not assume that they're going to know that they're going to win Green Bay on January 1st, but they should, I, they should. Honestly, honestly, I, you know, if Justin Fields is healthy and he's doing what he's doing, you know, you know they almost lost to him here after they having a, having a big lead early. Um, that ain't going to, so yeah, I'm going to be there. Just, Mark. I'm going to be I mean, the Giants. The Giants got got destroyed by the the Lions. Yesterday. Yes, so, I'm saying, you know, it's I, a crazy I, league. It is crazy it is. league. I'm, Joe. I'm just saying on paper, this one's tough. Those two proposed are a challenge on paper. On paper, I don't think the the Packers, the Lions, and the Bears are. They should win those games. That doesn't mean they will, because we know how crazy the league is. And and what happens? There's injuries and everything that happens as you you grind down through December, but. You know, looking at paper, I think they should win the division. With, with the division on the line, they're going to be they're going to be focused and playing. They they weren't focused and ready to play this one. I think they were uh, just drafting off of that bike that Buffalo win. But anyway, I guess we should put it where the put the metal metal where the mouth meets or whatever it is that cliche. We're in the prediction segment. Uh, I'm seven and three. You're six and four. What's going to happen on Thursday, Mark? That's six six and four, aren't you? I don't. I, I think you have two. Three and I'm seven and two. Is that what it is? Or I'm, I'm, I'm like that. Yeah. Something like that. I'll. I'll. We'll get back. I, I guess you. Yeah. yeah. You. I. I messed up on the. Uh, you messed up on Packers. I messed up on Philly. We both missed Buffalo, and those are our only losses. So that. And then we both missed this one. No, you missed. Whatever. What are we gonna do on Thursday? I'll get the numbers squared away. Uh, so you want my prediction? Yes. Ah. Uh, you know, with the left tackle being out, uh, Belichick, you know, knowing Belichick, um, I, I'm going – but now I'm chasing now. It's like I, I pick them to lose to Washington, they win. I pick them to uh, lose to – well, we missed that one. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you're, you're behind. Yeah, yeah you're, you're just behind, behind the ball, you know, trying to catch up. Uh, but I, I, feel, uh, I feel the Patriots are going to win this game just because of, you know, their – 
the Vikings now have some significant injuries, uh, and and Blake Brandle being there for the entire game. I, I like I trust Belichick to come up with something to attack that situation more so than I do a rookie coach, even though he's proven to be a good a good coach counteracting that. So I'm going to go with the Patriots, and I don't think it's gonna it's gonna be a blowout. I think it's gonna be a close game. Hey, look at that game yesterday for the Jets and the Patriots. It's three to three to the last play of the game. That punt return. Um, I'm not too afraid of their offense, but I am concerned about their defense. It's it's probably not going to be a high scoring game, and I'm going to pick this one. And I'm emotional, and with purple blood in my veins, I'm going to pick the the Vikings to win this one. It to be pick. They're going to win it on emotion because they're so mad at what they're having to watch today as they're sitting down in the film room, and. Uh, I'll give you a chance to tie me up if if you're right for this one, but I'm hoping I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I'd like to see a nice Thanksgiving night for for all Vikings fans and 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 to Vikings to get back on the on the winning train. Any final comments from you? Well, I mean, they, you know, I, that that could be a great pick. I I honestly, I used to have like strong feelings about you know one way or the other, and uh, I, I've been off on these because it's just you know they were. They just kept winning when when it, all signs pointed to like, hey, it's time for them to lose. And when they finally lost, I was already back on the picking them to win. Uh, but yeah, they could they could definitely definitely win this game. There's no question. Um, but I just I like the coaching and uh, and overruling the uh, the home field advantage. You're just rattled by the pressure of a Mankato Brewery uh, mad butcher on the line here. That's what's got you rattled. Uh, I'm jittery. I'm, I'm no poise in the pocket here. <laughs> well, um, so there it is. Well, thanks, Mark. Uh, I'm glad to put this one away and get the heck out of here as soon as possible. That was not a fun game to watch, and hopefully it's better on Thursday. Uh, thanks thanks for your insight, and thanks, Mike Walden, behind the scenes, our producer, and thanks to all the folks for tuning in and checking us out. We'll be back here next week, Monday or Tuesday, with, with uh, another Vikings Territory podcast breakdown podcast on on how they do on on thursday so thanks thanks to y'all thanks to joe johnson happy thanksgiving this thursday and until we meet again